Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. I was hoping maybe some of you got out and checked out some of the movies I was talking to you about. I mean, we did The Last Voyage of the Demeter. We did Jules, and of course, we did Gran Turismo. Of course, of those three, uh, the ones that I would probably watch again would be the Gran Turismo. With a with the Last Voyage of the Demeter being, well, I wouldn't say a super close second, but I'd watch that again. Jules, definitely not. But that's actually not why I'm here. You're probably waiting for me to finish up the Matrix series with Matrix Resurrections. But I am actually going to be doing that one tomorrow. Now, I'm not interrupting the, the Matrix series at all. I'm actually going to be sitting here today talking to you about Animatrix. Animatrix is an animated set of movie or short stories. There's nine stories in total, all technically eight, but it spaces it out into nine. But they're all in like an anime style animation. And they fill in a lot of gaps if you're if you're really a fan of the Matrix series and if you've followed it since the beginning and you have a lot of just questions of things left unanswered, the Animatrix will answer a lot of those questions for you. Will it answer everything? Probably not. But just because the series is so complicated throughout, but the Animatrix definitely fills in a lot of the gaps and kind of just kind of helps a lot with that. Now, I do want to say right up front that those with strong religious beliefs, the Animatrix might make you a little bit uncomfortable. And I will be just getting into a little bit more of that as I get into the first couple stories here. And also, if you are sensitive to things like suicide and things like that, both today's show with Animatrix, we're going to be talking about a story that deals with suicide. And also in Matrix Resurrections, they are also going to be dealing with a, the topic of suicide. So if if you are sensitive to either of those topics, I just kind of want to give you a heads up just because, I mean, as I, I struggle with PTSD, but for a different reason, but I, I know how big of an issue that is. And yeah, I don't want anybody to be blindsided by that. So of course, like I said, I wanted to let you know on that, but I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Like I said, there are nine stories here, but technically eight because the first two are the, the second Renaissance part one and the second Renaissance part two. I don't understand why they broke it up into two stories, but I'm just going to be talking about it kind of continually, but I will let you know when it makes the break from the first one to the second one in case you are following that a little bit more detail. I just didn't want to, didn't want anybody to be blindsided by that. But the first one is the second Renaissance part one. And this one, it really has a, almost a biblical feel to the way it's being told. And you may be wondering, okay, why is she telling me this? It's because the, the goddess that's kind of telling the story is from like an omnipotent, omnipotent, I can't say that word, being that's kind of looking down and like observing everything and narrating it. So the whole part of the second Renaissance, both part one and part two are from almost like a narration standpoint. And it's the man-made machine in its own likeness, that man became architect of his own demise, endlessly multiplying mammals, just kind of the whole thing. It Basically, we created these machines and they're taking over. We've created a machines that are smart enough to be able to rise up against us. And there's actually a million machine march that it references in this one, because if you've ever wondered, like back to the very beginning of the Matrix movies, it's like, okay, when did we go from living above ground to of the whole normal life that we had to living in these pods? It's like, how did the machines take over? And that's really what the first, what a lot of these stories kind of fill in these gaps for. It's almost uncomfortable. In, this, in the first part one of the second renaissance, there is some partial nudity. It has to do a lot with a company called Versatran that became really instrumental in creating these machines and creating this AI that just really started to 
think and act as a person. Now, mind you, this is back in 2003. And okay, I'm going to break the fourth wall here for a second, just a little bit. And by the way, that also happens in tomorrow's one is the, the Matrix Resurrections kind of breaks the fourth wall on that a little bit. <sighs> like I said, in this back in 2003, I don't think we could have anticipated that 20 years later, 2023, that we would actually have AI that could pass like all these different tests and almost pass as human. So I was like, Okay, I don't think that the Matrix thing is actually like what we would consider like real, real. But I mean, some of the stuff that it's talking about in the second renaissance that it was predicting like back back then, it's the things that we have happening today. And so it's a little bit creepy, just a little bit. And then on to the second renaissance part two, we're still talking about the same thing. Man decides to act as God in, in a way in order to try to stop these machines because a lot of them are solar powered is they darken the skies. It's literally called Operation Dark Storm. And it's, they basically destroy the sky. They're out there and they're doing all this stuff to basically shroud the earth in permanent darkness. And with, with that, it's just these machines decide, okay, we can't get energy from that anymore. So we're going to get energy from the humans because humans can provide bioelectric, thermal, and kinetic energies. And it's endless because we're endlessly multiplying mammals. <laughs> that's, their, that's the terminology in the show, not mine mankind's world as we know it to basically the pods that we're all in in this ai subverse thing that we live in at, at least in the movies that is <laughs> and it's just it's like i said it's a little bit more than almost like like i said it's a biblical feel to that and it's just a little bit uncomfortable and it's a little bit eerie too because it's just there's the similarities are just ugh, just a little bit <laughs> the next story that we're going to be talking about is called program this one starts as you see a bunch of soldiers on horsebacks on horseback and they're shooting flaming arrows and it's this male soldier chasing this female type soldier and they're just chasing each other and sword fights and doing all this and of course you realize that they're in a training simulation basically like the but go back to the first matrix movies and realize and think of when they've sucked neo into those training programs where he could just like download stuff instantly into his brain and then go into these programs and test it out. That's what they're doing in the one called Program. There's also a lot of sexual tension that is undeniable in this one. It's just, they're both, uh, like, they're used to the world that they're living in. They're used to this being the, not the reality. And one of them is determined to go back into the Matrix because he can't stand the real world. He said, what's real doesn't matter. What What's important is how we live our lives. And his he can no longer live his life in that world. He wants to go back into the Matrix. And the ending on that ends up being a little bit tragic, not necessarily the way you might think, but I won't give that away. The next story is called World Record. It is about an, a professional athlete that breaks a world record and ends up losing the record because he was on dope. Well, he is determined to try to prove them wrong. He just is training and pushing his body and pushing his body. He's just determined to beat this. And his whole thing is it's no red pill, no blue pill, just endurance because he's in this. He's not part of the simulation. He's not He's not aware of the real world and the matrix. He's living in the matrix. As he's pushing his body just past this point of anything, he pushes his body so far that he actually slips just momentarily mentally into the real world. And it's just a total, I mean, just totally screws with this guy's mind and he cannot figure out what happened and what's going on. Like I said, it's really kind of just, 
unnerving of sorts, but he ends up getting back into it and he ends this thing where he ends up pushing himself far enough to where, like I said, he mentally goes into the Matrix a little bit as he actually breaks another world record. And that's not the end of the story, but that's it's not necessarily one of the tragic ones that you might expect. Our next story is, this is the one dealing with the suicide. If, if that easily triggers you, or if that bothers you, you might want to skip ahead three, four minutes, just because it's about how long I'm taking on these roughly so far. But it's kind of almost like a play on words a little bit, only it's not funny. It's actually just called Kid Story. There's this kid that's a computer geek, and he feels all alone. And he's like, somebody tell me why it feels more real when I dream than when I'm awake. And how can I know if my senses are lying? It's, he's just so, he just, everything doesn't feel real to him. And he's aware of the Matrix, though he's never been there. He knows of it. And he knows of Neo and he knows of Trinity. And he's just determined by to do anything in his power to get there. And it, it says he must risk everything. And he does. He ends up doing something that takes his own life in the real world. Or yeah, sorry, in the, in the Matrix world that he's living in that is unaware of the life in the matrix is his parents and those that loved him said, I mean, he's in a better place now, or he's in a different place now. And they have no idea how close that is to the truth because something happened when he did that, that they said they'd never seen it happen before, but he found himself in the matrix after he took his life in, or he found himself in the real world and out of the matrix after taking his own life. Don't worry, that's not a spoiler. There's a lot more to that story. It's just, it's very unnerving, very disconcerting, very, I I couldn't help but gasp for breath when I watched that one. I was just, just like, I was just, wow, I, that just blew me away on that. Now, our next story is a, it's a much more lighthearted story and it also involves a lot of kids. This one is about a young lady. She wakes up and she's getting ready to feed her cat, Yuki. And she can't find Yuki. Yuki is always there for dinner, but she can't find Yuki. And for my animal lovers, don't worry, nothing bad happens to the cat out there. So this is actually just a sweet little story. But she ends up like following Yuki's trail and asking people if they've seen Yuki. And it turns out Yuki has gone into this haunted house. Well, there's a bunch of kids also playing in this haunted house because there's things that are just unusual, like things randomly float. And things just, there's just things that just defy reality in this area. And it's kind of, uh, computer-wise, it's known as a rendering anomaly. It's kind of an area where the area between the Matrix and the real world is a little fuzzy. So a lot of the strange and unusual things can happen. And just kind of how they all experience that, it's, it's just kind of a more lighthearted story on what can happen within all that. Now, our next one is actually called A Detective Story. It is about a hacker that they're trying to find. Its detective is reaching out to the Red Queen, trying to find the hacker known as Trinity. They, they know that he's through the looking glass. They have to find him through the looking glass. And the, the whole series of that they go along to find Trinity through this, and they do find Trinity, but not in the way you might think. And it just, it's... That one was a little bit hard to follow. I actually backed that one up and watched that particular story through three times, and I'm still a little bit confused. So if somebody ever wants to write that out and explain it to me and write it, send it off to moviedeputy.com or just to moviedeputy at gmail.com, I would be more than happy to update this review if somebody could help explain that to me a little bit more. Because I'm just as like, okay, I understand there's a hacker looking for her, they find her, then just things kind of go weird. So that one was just a little bit hard to follow. Hey guys, you okay? Yes, one of my cats just fell down. She's fine. But <laughs> she's just being silly. 
The next one is a story called matriculated. That's a very weird word to say. It's machines are tools that are made to be used. Artificial minds are just, they're virtual. And dreaming lets you know what reality is. And you dream of a dreaming of a machine. And this one is just, it's finding that fine line between dreams and reality. And it, it bounces back and forth between a little bit of that, of the whole, am I really here? Do I really exist? And that whole theory of that, and it kind of goes into that and plays into that a little bit further. It's maybe a little bit uncomfortable for some things. And though that seems a little bit uncomfortable, it kind of fits in with the rest of the stories with this one. And it's, I don't know, it fits, but it doesn't fit in a way of sorts. And our last story is The Final Flight of the Osiris. And this one is more of a realistic animation type thing. It's a little less of the anime style and more of the realistic type animation. But it has to do with, the whole uh, with Thaddeus and Jew and they're up in the real world or they're up in the matrix they're trying to figure things out they've gone through the looking glass and basically the Osiris ends up being captured by the sentinels and what happens to Jew when she's in the matrix when that happens I can't give that away as a spoiler but I will let you put two and two together I'm sure you can figure it out as it's called the final flight of the Osiris but yeah and I just realized after going through all of this I haven't even told you the score yet well of course I did give this a guilty rating and I did actually give the animatrix a six out of ten on the deputy scale I hope this has helped you maybe understand all of the stories in the matrix a little bit better uh, my descriptions probably aren't doing it justice it's just it's a mismatch of ideas each of these except for the first two parts of the renaissance one have it looks like they're all done by different artists and i appreciate the different perspectives that each of them bring to these stories some of them being dark some of them being a little bit more lighthearted. but if you've ever been a fan of the matrix these this is definitely one that you're going to want to check out love it or hate it i'm sure it's going to have a lot of strong feelings both directions as as many of the questions that it answers it leaves many more unanswered and unfortunately, we're probably never going to get those answers. So look forward to tomorrow when I can tell you all about Matrix Resurrections. And I hope you're ready because that'll be the end of the story. So until later, bye-bye.